You've often heard it said that when one door closes, another door opens. I think that's true for most all of us and uh, most all of our lives. Uh, but as uh, Father Greg Boyle reminds us, the challenge is that there's a hallway between those two doors. And we often get lost in the hallway. I think that is, is true because it's in that hallway between the closed door and making our way to the, the open door that we get lost in the darkness and the disappointment, the, the fear and the frustration, the, the anger and the, and the bitterness, the, um, the unforgiveness and the darkness and doubt that comes from all of those negative experiences. Um, and it's certainly, uh, that's true for, I think, all of us, is that we get into those uh, doubt-filled moments of darkness where we just, we can't see the new door. We just can't, we can't figure out where it is. I mean, we instinctively know it's there, but we can't seem to, we can't seem to get our hand on, on the door. Um, this is where Thomas is in today, and indeed all the disciples are huddled in the room. Now, bear in mind that they were huddled in the room and Jesus appears to them, but a week later they're back in the room again. So as much as we, we look at Thomas here and we see that uh, Thomas is the, you know, poor Thomas comes with one, uh, one line and, and he's be forever reminded that of that one line of being a doubting Thomas ever since. But the challenge is the other disciples were back huddled in the room a second week, a week later. So it didn't have, the first appearance didn't have the effect that it had. And so, but Thomas's response is, is immediate, my Lord and my God. But it's in this, in this hallway of darkness, this hallway of doubt, this hallway of fear and frustration is where the ministry takes place. This is where Jesus appears to them. And this is where we're called to be present to one another. So, so again, like, like all good scriptures, we're meant to look to Jesus as an example of what we do. So we have to examine what is it that actually Jesus does. Well, Jesus, first of all, he, he appears to them in the midst of their fear and frustration, in the midst of their doubting and their darkness. He doesn't wait till they come out of the room. He goes into their room of darkness and their room of... In other words, he goes into the hallway between the two doors. And that's where he appears to him. And you notice what he does for, for Thomas is he shows him his wounds. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but it's odd. When you think of it as the risen Lord... First of all, we have to ask the question, why does the risen Lord have to have wounds? Why have the whole? Like, why, if he's risen and resurrected, why have any wounds at all? Why not go resurrected with, without the wounds? Wouldn't that be? I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I want my wounds when I, when I get resurrected. I hope I have no wounds left. But that's not the way it works. See, he is raised from the dead with the wounds. Why? Because that's how they would know him. Now, the wounds are transformed. That's the critical point. And he shows Thomas his transformed wounds. They were not oozing with blood. They were not, you know, the, the raw wounds. They were the healed wounds to say, look, I am resurrected. It is me, but I am transformed. And so 
so here's the model for us. We are called to minister to each other in this hallway of darkness, this hallway of doubt of our lives, by being gentle with one another, by being kind, by, by sharing each other's transformed wounds. Because that's how, we, that's how we can help one another through this hallway of darkness. Uh, Greg Boyle says that our, our role as disciples is to be the beloved community that lines the hallway, helping people from one door to the next, and to realize that we too are searching for our new door too. That we have a sense of humility, that while our wounds are healed, it's also our wounds are healing, and that we seek also a new door for a new life in Christ. And so what does that mean? I mean, that's all great theology, but what does it practically mean for us in our day-to-day life? Well, it means that we have to be humble enough to know that we have wounds, number one. Wounds of, of brokenness, wounds of, of sinfulness, wounds of mistakes, wounds of being not our best selves but that, that the Lord transforms those woundedness, that, that brokenness, into newness of new life and meets us in our darkness. And what we're called to be is to meet others. And, and, and to do that, we have to be gentle and kind. Uh, we have to believe in the other door, not just in the closed door, because we've experienced that. But we have to believe that, yes, there's a hallway but there is another door, and that is the door to resurrection, the door that gives new life, the door of transformed wounds, and that we believe in that, and that we help others believe in that by being kind and by being gentle. Uh, so, so today, as we go forth from here, believing in the resurrection, believing in the transformed Christ from the cross to the transformed wounds of Christ that Thomas experienced, that we believe in that and we help others believe in it by our gentleness and our kindness with one another. Whether that be your, your, your child or whether it be your parent or whether it be your elderly parent who is now suffering with the ravages of old age and, and finds it difficult because the body is starting to break down. Uh, being gentle and kind on this road is so important because it demonstrates, it demonstrates to all that we believe in the new door of eternal life. So today as we celebrate uh, Mercy Sunday, this, this, this Sunday we celebrate the love of God that showers us, shines light in the midst of our darkness, that, that dispels the fear and the frustration. We celebrate it by being that to others gentle and kind, loving and forgiving, so that all will find the new door to new life.